When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Good morning, Key. Good morning, Harry. Harry Douglas in for Jay today. Good morning. Good morning. Morning, morning, and more morning. Key is in Chicago. Had so much deep dish pizza last night, they couldn't even get him out of the restaurant. They had to import a treadmill so he could burn off some calories before he got out. How, how was it? How was the eating last night, Key? I didn't get a chance to eat anything. I got in at midnight, Max. Oh. Ooh, so you're going midnight, out tonight. So it, was like, it was like basically 1 a.m. East Coast time. So it was midnight here. So you're going out tonight. Yeah, we're on, I'm going to the game. I'm going to Chicago. I'm going to uh, the Bears. I'm going to the Bears game, if mm. we're going to call it a game. Let's, let's put it that way. They <laughs> play the Washington Commanders. So Who do you like? We're going to call that a game. I'm going to take Chicago. I'm going to go Me with too. the Bears and Justin Fields and – that's what I'm going to do. I, I think that's the better way to approach it, right? Inside of Chicago, in their stadium, they welcome me here. Why would I take the commanders? But also the commanders, like the commanders right now are a better team, right? But I'll take – I don't know that they're a better team. Well, I don't know that I they, think are. they are. I think they are. Okay, you may not. Just, I, I, I think most people different. would say that they are. But, I, but that's what I'm getting at. There's something about Fields, even before he knows how to play. He doesn't know what he's doing yet. Yet he has some, a kind of an influence on a team – where they seem to be feeling good about themselves. Because if they win tonight, there are 500 teams six weeks in. Yeah, that's leadership, though, Max. Like, when you have a guy that people can rally around and they believe in 100%, and I don't know if it's like that with the Washington Commanders. It's a different ball game, man. When, you, when you're sitting in that locker room, you're going to practice, and your quarterback, he's up talking, and you're invested in listening to him and invested in trying to, you know, win games for him and your family and the organization – it's a different ball game versus having a guy like Carson Wentz, which we know in the past. I don't think we know right now with the Washington Commanders because, I mean, the stories haven't came out, but with Ron Rivera saying what he said, it's pretty much the proof is in the pudding. But when you have a guy in, in Carson Wentz that has the track record that he has that, where he's not, you know, linked to the locker room like that and tight net with the locker room, but then you see a guy like Justin Fields, it does pay dividends on a football field. I've been in that a locker room before. Key's been in a locker room. He understands that part of the game as Me well. Me too. Me like, too. Oh, no, not me. <laughs> hey, listen, that, but the, 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 if it's an ugly game, the Bears have a chance to win. And I think yeah. people are not expecting a great game tonight. But you know what is a great game? We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Have I mentioned that? What is a great game are Chiefs and Bills. Chiefs, a two-and-a-half-point underdog at home. And, Key, because of a lot of the things you said in the past hour, you know, about what Josh Allen needs to accomplish to get there, to really be on the level with Patrick Mahomes – win an MVP, win a Super Bowl, beat the Chiefs when it counts. This is not the playoffs, but to me, it's one of the more significant games of the regular season. Because if you ask, what's the story of a given time period in the NFL, right? It was the story of Joe Montana and maybe Dan Marino. and what, It was the story of Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. and This, this right now, this moment, seems to be the story of Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Yes, Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson and some others, but really what we have our eye on 
is, especially of the under 30 quarterbacks, the under 30-something quarterbacks, is can Josh Allen get past Patrick Mahomes? And here we got it. So, like, to me, it's the best game of the weekend, Key, but is it? Or should we be more focused on Eagles and Cowboys, which is, probably has more, you know, bigger ramifications for that division? It's probably, it's probably the Eagles. It's probably the Eagles and the Cowboys because we both, I think all of us know that Kansas City and Buffalo are going to be in the playoffs. So they're probably going to win their division. We don't really know who's going to win the division with the Philadelphia Eagles in the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, for all we know, only one team comes out of there because somebody falls apart. We have no idea, but I think we're we safe bet to say that the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills are going to be in the playoffs. Plus, there's this, this sense that I believe people want to see can Cooper Rush do it against the Philadelphia Eagles, and people want to see can Jalen Hurts do it against a stout defense and the Dallas Cowboys, and that rivalry goes on forever. This Buffalo Bill-Kansas City rivalry is somewhat manufactured over the last couple years because if you go back three years ago when Deshaun Watson was available and playing, Houston played against the Kansas City Chiefs and was right there in the playoffs and let it get away. And if he was not in the situation he was in, would that conversation be Deshaun Watson versus Patrick Mahomes instead of Josh Allen all the time versus Patrick Mahomes? Something about, something about Allen's – the fact that <clears> – <throat> That that Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes come into the league together, and and the and like Josh Allen's raw ability and the way he's like Patrick Mahomes, he gets right before our eyes. Like the first time we really see him, he's like a fully formed product almost. Oh my God, it's incredible that we should have gone to the Super Bowl. Whereas Josh Allen, we see slowly coming along, better and better and better. But the raw talent was there in such a way, and they've met in the playoffs and had that. Ep- I wouldn't say manufactured key. I would say it's recent, but. But manufactured suggests well, it's, it's that we're manufactured. That, you think we're overhyping it compared? To, think about I, that game I, I last think, year. I think you. I think it's. I think Harry, it is somewhat hyped up more than what it should be. You basically have given Josh Allen the MVP trophy and the Lombardi trophy at the start of the season before they even played a game this year. It was all about the Buffalo Buffalo Bill Buffalo to the point our producers were deliberately at times, ready to pull their hair out because we had to talk Buffalo Bills. And it wasn't against the Bills. It was just getting tired of talking about Josh Allen, the Buffalo Bills, what they're going to do. What It was almost like a mini Dallas Cowboys situation, Harry. Yeah, but we're hyping it up rightfully so, though, because of what we've seen last year in the divisional round and these two quarterbacks and the level that they play at. And I'll say this, I do think it's the second-best game of the weekend, but I think Buffalo has to win this football game. Because of the simple fact they have the better team. You don't have a Tyreek Hill for the, for the um, Kansas City Chiefs. And also you got a Vaughn Miller, a closer that you brought over. I don't know what the mental state of the Buffalo Bills will be if they lose this game with those two things I just mentioned. The flip side of it, you look at the Philadelphia Eagles and the Cowboys, which happens to be in prime time, and it's in prime time for a reason. There's so many unknowns to that football game. And Key, you and Max, y'all laid it out. There's so much unknown that everybody wants to see, everybody wants to know. Can Jalen Hurts do it against a premier top defense in the National Football League? Can Cooper Rush continue to rush everybody and give everybody that feel that they need in their arm, including Max Kellerman? You know what I mean? Ooh, I see what you did. I see yeah, what you, you did see, right you see what I'm saying? So it's, there's so much unknown to the, to, to the Sunday night football game versus we pretty much know where we are going to get 
from the Chiefs and Buffalo Bills but game. You know what? Like, so let's talk about storytelling for a second. It's a theme we've been on this week a little bit because there's so many details in the world. The human brain constructs them. Whenever, when you hear like, oh, the narrative, the media narrative, that's because we organize information that way. We storytell. Here are the characters. Here are the obstacles. Here's what's at stake. Can they overcome it? All that kind of stuff. And even though the, what's great about the NFL is you have countless storylines. They're all so dramatic. And, but I think the number one storyline is Mahomes, Josh Allen key. I don't think that's manufactured. I think that's it's perceived that way. Like even think about the Super Bowl last year. Well, they're the face but of the it's, league. It's, it's yeah, but, but the Super Bowl because you're making it that way. We talking about it. We building but, but, up because we're that, not naturally letting it take course. What we did, of, and I don't know if you can go back this far. And remember, Peyton Manning and, and Tom Brady wasn't manufactured. We let it take its course. It wasn't built up until a certain point in their careers where all of a sudden it was like, oh, okay, we see what this is going to be. This is going to be Sunday night on NBC. This is Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady. But they were far into their careers by the time that was happening. The the fact is the Super Bowl was like that incredible ending to the Super Bowl. Aaron Donald on consecutive plays stops the run, stops the pet, like wins the Super Bowl. But I think for a lot of fans emotionally, the actual Super Bowl for them – Felt like that game between Mahomes and Josh Allen because it looked like two unstoppable forces, right? And then whoever got the ball last, and then with 13 seconds left, you gave Mahomes too much time and he goes and beats you after what Josh Allen just did. That's what's on fans' minds. It was spectacular. It even made me say, I wish this 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 was a Super Bowl like that, though. (laughs) <laughs> but but for some people, Key, you know the championship game or a divisional game even is the one that stands out to you. Yeah. That Chiefs Bills game, people never going to forget that game. I, it was, I and, won't. No, because it was a lot. It was a lot that went on during the game, from the overtime to back and forth, uh, uh, cha- exchanging touchdowns to thirteen all seconds. of a sudden Tyreek Hill going to the house. So it was a lot that went on in that game. So of course you're not gonna, of course you're not gonna forget it over time. But at the end of the day, though, I still think that the Dallas Cowboys-Philadelphia Eagle game has more substance to it at Sunday night than this Kansas City-Buffalo game. Yeah, we'll put it this way. The Kansas City-Buffalo game is all about, like, the big storyline. When you're talking about media narrative, the big storyline, right? But the Cowboys and the Eagles are about actually the standings, what's going to happen in the division, the implications for, yeah. for you know, what's going forward in a, in a, in a literal way. All right. This is Keyshawn J. Willemax coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. What should we expect from Justin Fields tonight? Has he turned a corner as a quarterback yet? Listen to Keyshawn J. Willemax live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio. Everywhere you are. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again 
by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Click more on the lower right-hand corner of the ESPN app. Scroll down to live radio, and you can hear Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max wherever you are. Harry Douglas in for Jay today. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. And this is Keyshawn J. Willemax coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. We are joined right now by Courtney Cronin, ESPN Bears reporter. Good morning, Courtney. Good morning, guys. How are you? Doing well, Courtney. You wrote, you wrote after the Vikings game that Justin Fields looked like he turned a corner. What did you see that made you think that? The second half, for the most part. I mean, that looked like a quarterback who wasn't a second-year guy trying to find his way. Like, we've seen that, you know, the ups and downs all throughout the first five weeks of the season. And even in the first half, it was more of the same. But for me, that was, you know, I'll go back to the two-minute drive at the end of the first half where he's able to hit Darnell Mooney for a 39-yard catch. And that sets up David Montgomery's touchdown. And that sets up a time where the Bears rip off 19 unanswered going into the second half. And Fields felt... To me, like he was a competent quarterback out there in the second half doing exactly what Kirk Cousins was trying to do, help his team win, stay in game. And, you know, I think that we saw him operate a little bit more efficiently with the, in the pocket. Pass protection was a little bit better. It's not great by any stretch, so don't let anybody sell you that, you know, a 44% pressure rate is great for a quarterback. But, no, I mean, I think Fields made some better decisions with the ball. He was 12-13. of He had a passing touchdown. He would have had a rushing touchdown, too, had it not been called back for an illegal block in the back. And, to me, it just felt like all of the things that Luke Getze, the offensive coordinator here in Chicago, has been selling us that there is improvement. Justin didn't have a rough first month of the season like all of those things that he sees in practice we actually got a glimpse of for the first time in a game yeah when you look at it in his first four weeks he was completing only 51 percent of his passes and since then he's completed 71 percent of his passes so as you look at it now no Courtney what are the Bears inside the building 
saying about his progress and how he's coming along? Do they feel comfortable enough to say, okay, he's the guy going forward, or or are we going to be having a conversation in the offseason about another quarterback? They're very tempered, Key, in the way that they try to address Justin Fields and, and, and not trying to attach any sort of hyperbolic adjective with it that, oh, my gosh, he had a great performance or he's made a huge jump. But those are just words that they're very cautious not to use. And I think Luke Getze is the one where that's where that all stems from because last Thursday – he made a point when you know someone had asked him a question about how do you help a quarterback through a rough month, and he said, "Well, I don't really see it that way. I don't think Justin had a rough month, meaning you know weeks one through four, and the stats would beg to differ on all of that. And even after week five, this is still a team that's throwing the lowest number of attempts since 1982. They have 88 passing attempts, so clearly there's something still that you know the quarterback is not able to do within this offense and they're trying to figure that out but they're as far as like is he the guy have you seen signs that tell you he can be your person to 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 have success in this job going forward beyond the season they're just not there yet and they they honestly refuse to go there when you ask them about it so Courtney, I gotta ask you because you cover this team very closely. How do you feel about the progression of Justin Fields this season? I mean, there's a lot of ups and downs, and I go back to the preseason when this team is three and zero, and everybody in this market, fan wise, like wants to tell us, like, "Oh man, no, this is an eleven win team." Did you see how well he operated with like seven passing attempts? And then, of course, you know, people get brought back down to reality when you just see what the talent deficiencies around fields do for a young quarterback. Like he's nowhere ready to make the next jump to show us that he can be the guy because everybody else around him is not there yet either. And I think that this was always going to be the way it was for Ryan Poles and the bears this year, given what they did and did not do in the off season. So there, there will be moments that you can look at Justin Fields from what he did Week five against Minnesota, and we'll see what he does tonight on a short week against the Washington Commanders. But there's there's bits and pieces of improvement that I think if you keep stacking those together, at some point next season, you'll have your answer as to whether he's the guy or not. Like, you won't truly have that answer after this year. It's, it's going to be an incomplete grade still because this is not an NFL roster that most teams you're not you cannot contend with an NFL roster that looks like this. There's a lot of work to be done around fields starting in March when when free agency hits just to be able to set him up for year 3 to know okay this will be the year that you can truly gauge is he the guy is he not the guy. Courtney Cronin ESPN Bears reporter with us on Keyshawn J Willemax ESPN Radio Harry Douglas in for Jay today. Courtney when I, when I look at um Justin Fields I see certain similarities to the situ- both in talent, the type of quarterback he might be, and the situation to Josh Allen. Except that, you know, Josh Allen's first year, 10 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. He's raw, but he's not ready yet. But you saw certain things, maybe, maybe. And it was like the perfect storm. They brought in just the right people. He's in the perfect situation. with. Co- and we see, has anyone bandied that name around that you have heard uh, on the team, coaching staff in Chicago, Josh Allen? It makes sense. I haven't heard it here. Um, I mean, just this week, it's been more of the Dwayne Haskins uh, situation that's been brought up because those two are kind of eerily similar, not only just Ohio State guys, but the situation Haskins walked into in Washington. He wasn't new- mobile, though. He, 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 couldn't, he couldn't move like, like Justin Fields. 
Sure, and I mean, I mean, Fields does have that asset, and you 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 saw more designed runs for him last week, which that's been a thing because otherwise it feels like he's been a first read quarterback, um, you know, a single read quarterback, and then he takes off if it's not there. But the reason I bring that up is because Haskins was in a situation in Washington with a staff that really didn't want him in the first place, and then that staff gets fired and a new staff comes in, and he didn't really have a chance. I mean, he had such a limited amount of time to prove himself, and there was some other stuff that got in the way. But with Fields, he's got to prove himself to this staff that he can be the guy in order for them to want to build around him. Because otherwise, you can very easily fall back on the excuse if you're Matt Eberflus and Ryan Poles. Well, well, Fields wasn't our guy when we came in. We want a clean slate. You know, the one year we got to see what we needed to see, and, and then they can move on. Like, they can truly do that, which is why it's so difficult. And he's in the toughest spot of any of these second-year quarterbacks to have to prove himself to a regime that didn't bring him in in the first place that he's worth keeping as they start to build what they want to build here in Chicago. Yeah, it, it's not fair, Courtney, to even have that conversation for Matt Eberflus and that group to even go down that road because he's out there throwing to Harry Douglas right now and Keyshawn Johnson right now. He ain't throwing enough. <laughs> and, 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 and that is not going to help a young quarterback. Um, how would you grade Matt Eberflus so far right now in his first year as a Chicago Bear head coach? I give it a B minus. I think that there's some good things that we've seen. I really liked how aggressive he was last week in Minnesota. I mean, to come out after that first after that first drive in the second half and he had decided I guess on Tuesday last week that's at least what he's told us multiple times that they were going to go for the onside kick there. That was a little bizarre, but even though it didn't work, and even though the two-point conversion on the touchdown before that didn't work, I appreciated his his aggressiveness in, in doing those sorts of things to keep this team in it because you can say what you want about the Bears and whether, you know, the talent deficiencies and all of that. Like, they fought in that second half. Minnesota's defense has a lot of holes in it, and I think the Vikings were – the Bears were able to take, you know, some advantage of all of that. And a lot of that falls back on coaching, and I don't – you know, I, I always said with this hits principle, which is his hustle intensities, takeaways, and playing smart. It's his acronym he brought over from Indianapolis. It's something that he's instilled here to build a culture. And I've always kind of felt like, well, we'll see how that actually works when, you know, there's you know, there's no atheist and foxholes type thing. Like, let's see what happens when this team actually starts losing games. Will they be falling back, diverting back to this hits principle? Or are they going to be like, yeah, to hell with that. We're just trying to get through the season. And I saw a team that fought in Minnesota. So, I mean, I think that I with with Eberflus right now, we're five games into it. Yes, they are a two and three team. I don't think many people are expecting that win number to go up all that much. But what he's building here there's some tangible takeaways that you can start to see showing up in games and, you know, hopefully for their sake, even when they do maybe have a rough record come November, December, that they're still diverting back to what their baseline training is with that hits principle. Courtney Cronin, ESPN Bears reporter. Always great hearing from you, Courtney. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. What's happening? What has to happen for the Cowboys to go into Philadelphia, guys? and beat the Eagles on Sunday. That's coming up. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, Harry Douglas, in for J today, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Click more on the lower right-hand corner of the app. Scroll down to listen live, and you are not tied to your car or radio. You can take us with you wherever you go. Listen live on the app. So, guys, Cowboys-Eagles this weekend, right? 
Cowboys pass rush has looked fantastic. Micah Parsons and company. Eagles offensive line is heading, like, listen, they were missing three out of the five guys on the offensive line, three starters. They came in without Mylotta, then two starters go down, including Jason Kelsey. Yep. That's not a good formula to go. That's not a good situation if you're facing that kind of pass rush, that kind of defensive front from the Cowboys. On the other hand, Key, the Eagles, and you know I like what Cooper Rush has been doing, but the Eagles have Jalen Hurts, who's played at an elite level this year. And, you know, it's not like he's having 10 or 12 pass attempts a game like Cooper Rush. What do you think? Like, what has to happen for the Cowboys to go into Philly and beat the Eagles on Sunday? Well, for the Cowboys, they've got to get after Jalen Hurts. But one of the things that Jalen Hurts and that offense for the Eagles have to do with that pass rush and that defensive front that the Cowboys present is they've got to slow that down with the RPO game. Harry, a screen game, and the Eagles are the Eagles have the highest screen game in the National Football League. I think they've so far, I think they've gotten like 34 screens off in five weeks of NFL football, which is a a lot. So if you can slow that down, then you you have those defensive players on edge and not ready to just tee off and come get the quarterback. And I think that'll be part of the Eagles game plan moving forward. Listen, I got two receivers here with me today and Keyshawn and, and uh, Harry Douglas, but I need to know about the line play. Who better than two-time Super Bowl champion B, big Damian Woody? D. Wood, good morning, first of all. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. everyone. So, so as I was saying, the Eagles, they scrapped by, scraped by Arizona. Mm-hmm. A lot of that's because Jason Kelsey, my lot, no my lot of going in. Jason yeah. Kelsey goes, they're missing three dudes off the O-line, three starters, you're not going to look great. But that's a bad problem to have heading into a game with that Dallas defensive front. Yeah, What has to happen for the Cowboys to beat the Eagles? Uh, I think a couple things have to happen. I think uh, number one defensively for the Cowboys, make them one-dimensional. Put them in third and long because then you're playing into the Cowboys' strength. That means, you know, Eagles like to run the football. Obviously, when you got Jalen Hurst at, at, at the you know, quarterback position, he adds a different element to the rushing game. You got to somehow put them behind the down and distance. Once you do that, how? Then you, how? You got to stop first and second down. Coach always used to say, you got to pass rushers have to earn the right to, to rush the quarterback on third down. And you do that on first and second down. And so if Michael Parsons and, and, and all those boys want to get after the quarterback, get them behind the sticks on first and second down. I, I agree with that, though, because if you, if you keep – if you let the Philadelphia Eagles be in a second and three, third and two and Every, one, everything's you, you're available in the water. You're Every, in the water. Everything's available to you. But you can do everything. But, of course, that – I mean – Yes, that's clearly the case. But how do you do that? Like, Parsons good against everything. He can play the run. He can play everything. But how do you get them into third and long is the, is the key, right? Right, right. And, again, when you're talking about when you got a Philadelphia Eagles team that, again, that likes to run the football, obviously with the, run, with the quarterback that can run, you got to neutralize him early, in early downs because you better believe the Philadelphia Eagles don't want to be in a situation on third and long where they're going to have to ask their quarterback to, to – Pass from from the pocket against that Dallas Cowboys pass rush. That's not the recipe for success. Big Wood, a couple good games this week, right? You got the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Chiefs, and the Bills. Are the two slates? Which one is better? Man, I'm gonna 
I'm going. I'm going Chiefs Bills. Like like everyone remembers <laughs> that game. That game. That 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 divisional game was epic last year, and now we get a rematch of that. And I, I just think those right, those two teams are the two best teams in the AFC. And I think for Buffalo, it's it's psychological. It's psychological for Buffalo because Buffalo. And I know I think they went into they went to Kansas City last year and won. But I think ultimately for them, thinking long term. They want to get a playoff game in Buffalo, not have to go through Kansas City. So I think you go – if you're Buffalo, just kind of exercising that and beating Kansas City and ultimately have the inside track to get in a playoff game, if the road is going to go anywhere, they want to go through Buffalo and not Kansas City in, later on in the year. We've been, we've been talking about this today, and that's my thought about it, is that lots of storylines, great dramatic storylines in the NFL – but if someone had to ask, right, what of the moment, last year or so, what's really the number one storyline? To me, it's what you just identified. Can this inexorable force, right, he keeps coming on like an avalanche, again, the snowball gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Josh Allen, here it comes. Can he finally get past the guy on top in the AFC, especially the under 30 guys right in the league, Patrick Mahomes. That epic game you referred to last year is what we remember. Like, we're going to remember that game, period. That right. wasn't the Super Bowl, but it felt like it, right? Right. Is that yeah, what? Like I said before, though, the, 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 but I said before, though, the, the Eagles game, I, I, I remember the game from a year ago in the playoffs, and it was a shootout and the whole deal. I get it. But this Eagle game is just so much more to prove to me because you got Cooper Rush, you got Jalen Hurts. People still, even though Jalen Hurts is 5 0, oh, there are a section of people out there that still feels like he's going to turn into a pump. You think? And I know. There is no I think. I know. And so when you look at that and you against this Dallas frontline defense that's carrying the Cowboys, and then you got this quarterback who's trying to hold off Dak Prescott and make some money for himself, playing against the Eagles, an undefeated team. I think the storyline is just – bigger storyline than a playoff game from a year ago in a regular season game for Kansas City in Buffalo. Buffalo's beaten Kansas City in a regular season before. So that's not that big of a deal to me. Uh, listen, I, I, I think I think both games are, are big time. There's no question about it. I feel like what I feel like the, the Cowboys Eagles game has kind of a I don't know a NFC East bias to it. You know, it's just, you know, it, it reminds you like, oh, NFC, NFC East type game, big games and stuff like that. So I get it. I, I just look at Josh Allen. Can Buffalo make the AFC go through Buffalo? One, one game, the Cowboys-Eagles, to me, has more tangible, real-world implications, and the other one has grander kind of big-picture storyline you know, what's happening in the world of the NFL right now implications, which is Allen and Mahomes to me. Well, here's, here's my thing. It's one of the things I told him, Wood. If Buffalo loses this game without Tyreek Hill on the other side, Psychological. with Von Miller, Psychological. Like, I, don't yeah. know how, I don't know what their thought process is going to be after that because you thought you brought in the closer. They no longer has, uh, have a top five wide receiver in the National Football League. Right. So you think, okay, this is our game. Granted, you got to go out there and you got to perform. You got to do what you got to do. But they feel like they have everything and they have the better team. I just don't know from a psychological standpoint how they recover from that. Yeah, I mean, to me, that's that's this game to me is so it's so much psychological from the Buffalo standpoint 
you know, you talked about it. You go out and you get Von Miller. I think all the things that Buffalo has done, was, I mean, all the, yeah, all the things Buffalo has done, Chiefs. it's for the Chiefs. Yep. It's, it's, to win that game, because they ultimately know if we want to get to a Super Bowl, the Chiefs are the team that we, we have to contend with. That is big Damian Woody. Great to hear from you as always, D. Wood. Same. So Buffalo and Kansas City are going to be a very hot ticket on Sunday. Hot Ticket is brought to you by Vivid Seats, where you earn rewards with every purchase. Vivid Seats Rewards is your ticket to more tickets. Vivid Seats Life Happens Live. Is Russell Wilson playing himself out of the Hall of Fame? From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. We're now on ESPNU. We are presented by Progressive right. Insurance. Key, uh, Harry Douglas in for Jay today. Harry was in for Jay yesterday as well. Jay is a father for the Harry's third time be this in past for Jay weekend. Until January. <laughs> He's taking some paternity leave. Hey, listen. <clears throat> so, Harry was on this just in. Key, this just in is a. Uh, fantastic show on ESPN 2 p.m. Eastern, which you would know if you ever came on. Now listen, <laughs> Harry Douglas was on yesterday. Nice try, Max. Not going to force me into coming that, that's on. That's right. I'm, I'm going to corner Key to get You're him on You're not going to shame me I'm going to shame I certainly will. I will certainly shame Key into sleeping not at all, because given Key's schedule, if he were to come on my show, it would mean precisely zero hours of sleep in a 24-hour period for him. Uh, you have plenty of time to sleep when you're dead. Come on. Let's go. Let's get this done. Look, here's, here's the point. Harry was on the show yesterday. We're, we're you know, chopping it up in commercial breaks. You know how that goes. And we're talking, and I'm like, look, realize this might be good for this show today. Is Russell Wilson playing himself out of the Hall of Fame? 
Now, before you answer, Key, consider. I know he's not a slam dunk for He's in the Hall of Fame. But when you look at trends, right, given what he's done, two Super Bowl appearances, a Super Bowl win, lots of good stats, you know, like a, one of the better players in the league, the perception is many years. But he separates from Pete Carroll and key people like you who were saying, man, Geno Smith can do a lot of – we're proven right so far. Geno Smith looks just like Russell Wilson when Russell Wilson was there, and they're having the same kind of success so far, and Russell Wilson looks lost. Looks lost. Now, it's a new offense, plenty of time to go. I get it. But for a guy who looked like maybe two or three more years of what he's doing, he's probably going to be in the Hall of Fame to a guy where it's like, uh-oh. Is, so, given that key, is Russell Wilson playing himself right now if this continues out of the Hall of Fame? No, no. He, he'll be fine. Uh, even if he – okay, so he's already gone to two Super Bowls. He's already won a Super Bowl, whether or not the defensive side of the ball, the Richard Sherman's, the K.J. Wrights and company give him the necessary credit, he was underneath the center. So he's going to get that box checked in his bio and his resume. Now you fast forward to Russ Cook four years, basically. With him cooking, he piled up statistical numbers, gone to a couple playoffs, lost, whatever, maybe won the division here or there. And now he moves on to Denver. Russell Wilson's probably got about five years of football left in him at a high level, so to speak. He's going to pile up numbers and statistics. The Hall of Fame is not only about how you change the game, what you gave to the game, how many Super Bowls you won. It's also about the statistical side of numbers. When you look at a lot of guys at, at skill positions, for instance, and you look at some of them that go into the Hall, their numbers are eye-popping. I mean, Terrell Davis played at a short period of time, but his numbers was eye-popping in that short period of time, and he won two Super Bowls. So he did his job at that time and moment. You talk about a guy like a Kurt Warner who went to three Super Bowls, one, one, two with the Rams, one with Arizona, in a loss. But in a short period of time, he piled up numbers. And I think over the time of Russell Wilson's, you know, 17, 18-year career, he will start to get into that top, 10 in every statistical category in the NFL. You may not the finish that way, guys, Keith, the ch- in, in the majority of the guys that are in that position that compile numbers wind up in Canton along with their Super Bowl rings. I mean, that's just that, it, they the do, but Keith, the, he's The era is changing where the passing game is such that even though he might stop that way, several years later a bunch of dudes might pass him because, because of the way the game has yeah, changed. It doesn't, ma- it doesn't matter if people – it don't matter if people passing, Max. The dude is already uh, headed in that direction, and he's not going to throw for 500 yards in Denver this year. He's still going to throw for 4,000. Well, I'm assuming he stays healthy. I, you know, I know he has a little mysterious injury, but he's probably going to throw for 4,500 <laughs> yards this year. So, okay, so, so if he throws for 4,500 yards this year, he'll follow that up next year with the same or more. The year after, the same or more. Even if the Denver Broncos aren't winning at a high clip, his numbers will be there. So so here, here's what I say. When you look at it from a numbers statistical standpoint, when I'm looking at guys that's already in the Hall of Fame, you're looking at Jim Kelly, Steve Young, Troy Aikman, Kurt Warner. And granted, Jim Kelly never won a Super Bowl. Steve Young has three. Troy has what, three as well. Kurt Warner has one. Different era, but the brand of football that Russell Wilson played was kind of similar to those guys, minus, I would say, Steve Young, mm-hmm. because he was in that West Coast system. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing about it, though, Key, do I think right now I would say, you know, Russell Wilson won't be considered for a Hall of Fame? No, I'm not going to say that. 
But if I see two or three more years of what I'm seeing right now, then it might be questioned. Now, on top of especially you, if Gino's doing this, so. especially it, if if Pete yeah, Carroll's I, I doing think the same so. thing with someone else. Oh, he's already, in my opinion, I'm not a voter. I'm just a guy who played football and, and watched it for a long time and played against some of those guys in the Hall of Fame. Harry, he's already in the books to go to the Hall of Fame. I, I right? think so too, though. The Keith. thing is, the thing is, is all he's got to do. It's like maintenance. He just got to maintain. He doesn't have to win another Super Bowl. It'd be nice. Now, I'm not saying he's a first ballot. They're going to change the voting rules like they are for Tom Brady. And Tom Brady retires, he's in the next day. I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is, is that he's already put himself in that position. And if he just maintains the next four or five years, it ain't, it's not even going to be a but, question. But that's what I'm saying, though, Key. If he doesn't maintain them, yes, if, that's if, what we're if he's going down the path that he's on right now for the next three to four years – it will be questioned on top of yeah, but look at having his, but, formal but, teammates saying the stuff that they're saying about him. Yeah, but here's what I would say. You look at the numbers just from the first five weeks of the season. He doesn't have awful numbers. They're not awful. They're within line of everybody else. Plus, there is not us or not Max. Don't say us. Not Max, <laughs> for instance. There's this. People like Russell Wilson. The people that matter when it comes to the Hall of Fame stuff. No, they, they love don't Russell get Wilson. caught up. They love. Russell they don't Wilson. get caught up in too. the. They don't get caught up in the 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 ex-player teammate, you know, media stuff. They they just don't. They like it for what they see it. They they, they he's closer to them than he is some of the ex-players. Never had you know a what single, I mean, Harry. Never had a single MVP vote, which I don't think is correct. Like, it, he should have, but he never got a single MVP vote. And those who would point to the fact that he was benefiting from the coach and the defense will point to that with extra fingers if this continues, right? But like, you, it's going to be two think, hands do, pointing to it. Do you think that Ben Roethlisberger is going into the Hall of Fame? That's the comparison I always make, Key. I always made the no, Ben but, Roethlisberger comp. It's not about a comparison. Do you think he's going in? It's yep, I do. I do. I see, do. But had he left you... Pittsburgh when he was 32 <laughs> and was no good, I wouldn't. I'd say no. All right. But but I'm not going to say Russell Wilson is no good. We're, come, I'm just we're talking say Giants if he and Jets coming up. His same stuff. There's a chance. Listen to Keyshawn J. Will and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.